Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to talk about uh, reviews, kind of, sort of, maybe, uh, things that we've tried over the years on bike as far as equipment and things, what we like and don't like. We'll also talk about the Clear Water Lake Loop, a 70-mile ride in Missouri that you are probably going to really like a lot. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Well, have you seen the Ozarks lately? It's getting all green and beautiful. It's a great time to be out on your bike. So be sure to put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417-333-3333. Spring and summertime brings a lot of folks out on the road, and if they're distracted by the Ozark scenery, they may not see you. Accidents do happen. So keep this in mind. Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save his number, 417-333-3333. You know, Randy, the she who must be obeyed, she's uh, suggested that I get out more. Probably tired of looking at me, I would imagine. And I can only assume that she means to get out more on my bike. That's the way I choose to think about it anyway. Which means that making sure it's serviced and ready to roll. Heartland Honda in Springdale. The first level 5 Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas can get your ride ready to roll. Their red level technicians are the best at what they do. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. So when you're ready for something new, check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road, where we talk about nonsensical motorcycle babble and other things that happen to pop into our lubricated, is that lubricated? Would that be good with all that beer you've been sucking down? (laughs) Lubricated mind. With me as always is Randy Smooth Rider Lewis. I'm your Huckleberry. That's right. He is the official taste tester of Moonshine for the Ozarks. Yes, please. If you got some, send it my way. Or anything else of If it's got alcohol content in it, I'll taste it. And it's official. (laughs) I need to give me a t-shirt made. (laughs) Yeah. Have you had a good week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great week. Oh, good, good. Have you gotten to do any riding besides customer bikes? I ride to work. Does that count? It counts. (laughs) Sure. It counts. It's next door, but sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I ride ride an array of shit. Oh, you're going to build a new shop. Yes, I am. I'm in the process of waiting for the weather to dry up a little bit. But yeah. So when do you think this shop is going to be open for business for a free barbecue? Uh, I'm hoping to be into it by winter and then really, you know, start putting on more things come next spring. Now, this is just going to be, what, a matter of an eighth of a mile or a quarter of a mile? Yeah. Uh, yeah. North of your current location? Correct. I own a handful of acres right on the main drag, main highway that where I was at was still on the main right highway. Right by the cemetery. 
Yep. So you got neighbors already. Oh man, and that's that's where I feel. But they're best quiet. At. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No noise complaints there. No. All right. So let's start out with the first things first. The Clearwater Lake Loop in I would say the eastern part of the Ozarks of Missouri, and it is a seventy-mile loop. You'll find it on page four of the Missouri Ride Maps. Of course, as always, it's on OzarkRides.com, and this is a Fun, fun yes. ride. Yes. Um, it starts and ends in Annapolis, Missouri, or some people will say it's Annapolis. Whatever. Uh, who, who cares? Whatever. You know, figure it out. I'm not and, your dad. Uh, uh, that's right. Take uh, Missouri 49 out of Annapolis. There's just too many roads to, because it does yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier that I thought was pretty right on the money. It is a what kind of ride? I, I think of this ride as a Jekyll and Hyde ride. Exactly. Tell them why you think that. So... It's in the Mark Twain National Forest. I absolutely love that area of Missouri. Right. I'm, I'm just, I like the atmosphere of that area. So the eastern part of the ride is more big, swooping curves. And I love Straight those. stretches, you know, for the guys that love the, the speed thrill out of it. And running down a two-lane black road with trees over the sides of you. Like, it's a freaking fantastic feeling. Then, as you make your way back, say you, you run southeast, kind of, you hit the bottom of this loop, and then as you start heading back northwest to come back to... Now, if you're down by Clearwater Lake. Yeah, Clearwater Lake. And then you start Lake. to head to the northern yeah. portion. That's where Hyde comes in, or Jekyll, or whichever the frick you want to call it. It's a lot more twisty, curvy, you know, corner on top of corner, on top of corner. So it's it, Whiplash Alley. Yeah, it gives you two senses in one ride. That, to me, is just freaking amazing. And a lot of the things that you won't be able to realize by just looking at the map, a lot of this ride, and this is just going to give you a boner, is canopied. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. I love, love, love that. How could you hate? You're just like a tunnel of trees. Yeah, it's built just for you. (laughs) Exactly. So Unless the highway department's got out there and cut it all down. To hell with you if you have. Nah, I don't see that happening, man. No. So it's just freaking sick, you know, if if you want to start more intense, well, shit, just head towards the west and yeah. then end up with a kind of a cool down where you just get to enjoy being out there. Long swooping curves that you can take at speed. Right. Or if you like foreplay, you head to the east first and you get that kind of sense of be getting acclimated to the where, where you're at and what you're doing. And then you get to finish up with just a somewhat of an intense ride. Right. This is one of those rides also you're going to want to fuel up before you yeah. finish. It's only 70 miles, but you don't want to start with a quarter of a tank because you're screwed. Yeah. And it, it's 70 miles. Real. Most people think, oh, that's like an hour ride, maybe an hour and a half. It'll take you a couple hours to do this ride. A couple, Just, two, or three if you really have fun. Because you'll want to... Clearwater Lake is beautiful. And there's really a reason is. it's named that. It, it really and is. And you'll probably want to get off, and particularly if you're riding with somebody on the back. Yeah, Stretch go your legs. skinny dipping a little bit, Sk- man. A little skinny dipping. No, yeah. I'm not. There's nothing skinny about your dipping, Holmes. <laughs> no, there isn't, and I don't want the lake to overfill. <laughs> but if you like that shit, it's a good spot to go to. Exactly. So give it a try. Again, it's called the Clearwater Lake Loop in Missouri. It's on page four of the Ozark Rides website, and I think you'll like it a lot. So, Mr. Lewis, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about things that we've tried in the past. This is not about any one specific item. This is kind of a review show of things yeah. that we've tried over the years, a lot of trial and error, particularly on my end of it, for yeah. some of the items, and, and what we think works, or what we know does not work. Yeah, so there's one area that you and I are going to differ from on this. Just the one? Just Yeah, well, shit. You know how it goes. 
Um, so this more episode is more about like the more common things that people alter or change on their motorcycle for comfort, for style, for whatever. So some things that we're going to hit on here is grips, mirrors, seats, and saddlebags, believe it or not. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing that people try to change other than like the exhaust and all that crap. We, we beat this that is, horse. This has nothing to yeah. do with performance. Yeah, exactly. So let's start at the top of the hand. Well, handlebars too, but we've kind of been over that. Let's start at the top. Mirrors. So there's a shit ton of mirrors out there. Personally, I hate mirrors, but you got to have them. Yeah, at least one here in the state of Missouri. So kind of what to select when you're looking for mirrors. If you're going for a stylistic, you know, and you don't really care for them, they make some pretty tiny freaking mirrors. Hence, like on my bike. But to be fair, they're tiny, but I can see. Correct. Out correct. of the one good eye. So there's flat glass and there's concave glass. The concave ones give you a little bit bigger viewing area. So say it's a small mirror, but they concave that mirror so you see more stuff out of it. That's an interesting point because uh, what most people do not realize about me, even looking at me, you can't really tell. My right eye, I'm blind. Blind, black, as yeah. a bat, blind. This prick's almost out the pasture, guys. Yeah. Well, that is not, <laughs> that's not untrue either. So what I do, even though my mirrors are small, I've always been concerned... And I've, I've only been blind in that eye for about three years, but I am concerned about my right side traffic. Yes. And so what I did was, even though my mirrors are small, I put on one of these little, oh, I guess it's about an inch and a half or an inch size. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? It's about a, a half dollar size. Dome mirror. Yep. It'll exactly. stick on. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can adjust it and everything like that. And that makes all the difference in the world because I can just look, you know, turn my head just a touch and see somebody right next to me. Right. Whereas without that, I've really got to snap my head around. Correct. To, correct. Uh, to see somebody. And that's the benefit of a curved mirror finish. So yeah. you can see. You know, see the items in this mirror may be closer than, closer than you think. Yeah. That kind of concept. Then with mirrors, you have a long stem, you have a short stem. And what that means is a short stem is closer to the grip. You don't get a, if you're a big guy, you don't see out a around you very well you see more of right over your shoulder right on top of you now the long stems albeit look kind of kooky at times it gets the viewing point where you're starting to look at up and out away from you a little bit so if you're a bigger guy it lets you see more of what's beside you as opposed to what's right on top of you so a couple things to think about there now they've got freaking turn signal mirrors and Maltese cross mirrors like those ornate ones although people like them because they look cool I tend to stay away from them just because for what the product is it doesn't give you well, much of shit. what's the purpose of a mirror? It's for safety. Yeah, it's to see what's next to you and what's behind you. So there's a couple things to think about. If you're a bigger guy, a long stem's probably good for you. If you're a shorter or smaller guy, a short stem probably work well for you. And then the overall design of the mirror, you know, you've got round, you've got square, you've got oval, and then you've got decorative. I tend to go for more of the oval one because if I ride in a group, I'm usually in the front. So an oval one lets me see traffic in the other lane. Plus, whatever's right behind me, if you're riding, say, staggered two, two by two or whatever, it lets me see all the way from damn near the white line on the other lane to center line of my bike and maybe a little bit past. Well, then on the other side, when you run two mirrors, you get to see the shoulder, the guy that's riding right next to you. And in my experience, the guy that's riding right behind you from the right side, which is is pretty nice. it's, It's nice. It's important, too. Yeah, so when you're riding lead, you get to see literally both sides of you, white line to white line, what's right behind you and what's right beside you. 
So I tend to go for the spear, the oval-shaped mirrors, if I don't have a fairing bike or something like that. Yeah. Well, let's move on to another category, grips. Yeah. Somewhat important, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I'm of the school of thought that uh, you get a new bike, the grips, the first thing, the first day are coming off. Correct. Correct. Um, I cannot stand stock, stock grips. grips. Well, stock sucks, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. So. And that's not have nothing to do with the looks. It has to do with the vibration that is transferred up through the bike. Because if you're riding long distances, like, truthfully, I don't do too much anymore, but I used to be big yeah, on riding cross country. Yeah. Your arms will start to vibrate and tingle after seven, eight hours on the seat. Uh, right. On those grips. So what I've always been happy with is Kyriak and Isogrips. You'll notice those right off because they're kind of chrome grips. Yeah. But they have the little uh, rubber pads. Yeah. They've worked very well for me. I've tried, I can't even tell you how many different kinds of uh, aftermarket grips. For me, and everybody's different, those seem to have worked the best. Right. And this is that point where you and I differ on. Because I install a shit ton of those Kyriak and ISO grips on a lot of bikes. Part of it because that's just what most people are familiar with. They're way, way, way overbranded. Like you, when you talk about grips, that's the first thing that pops up. Is I that will agree. They grip. cost too much. They're overbranded. I don't particularly like the looks of them. But yes. for me, the yes. end result was they actually work. And that's what you want. I'm not here to knock Kiryakin. And there's a lot of option with those grips too. Like you have what's called a throttle boss on it. Most guys opt to have this. And what that is, it's a little flat plate that screws onto the end of your grip. And what that does is it lets your palm rest onto that. I also have a throttle lock. Yeah. Which helps a lot. I use it a lot. Right. So when you talk about fatigue, say you're getting up there in years and arthritis is a problem and you can't actually wrap your fingers around and hang on to a grip as well this throttle boss lets you throttle it with essentially the palm of your hand yeah you just have your palm up there you can stretch your fingers and right. move them out throttle. and maintain control of the throttle with the palm correct now they are adjustable within like a half an inch or so yeah. they go up yeah. or go down um, they also make that grip with a throttle boss on the left hand side too if you didn't want to grip it or just rest your hand over the top you could put a throttle boss on that side and put your palm on that one. No, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, essentially. So now if, if you don't want to grab a hold of them, you can rest both your hands on them, let your fingers float, and you still have good control on it. Now, I really like Avon grips. Why? For me, I've got a large hand, and they sell multiple options in diameter of grip. You can go from a small one to a fat one. In your youth, did you find that the large hand was way oversized? <laughs> i had I see, to i'm sorry i see where you're I know going that was ugly, i've but never I heard had that to. <laughs> so they, they kind of tailor it there's a, more options that kind of tailor it to your hand size how does it work against the vibration for long periods me personally i really like it well i don't have a ton of feeling in my hands anyway so f what you heard but i found that the, and there's so many different options like your karyak and iso grip they come in one option that's true you know, nearly one size, one style, one of everything, which is cool. If you really like that, you know, it's your favorite t-shirt. Whereas on the Avons, there's so many different styles. There's so many different lengths. There's so many different diameters. I would prefer a solid black throttle. Kiryakin does make that ISO grip. Instead of having a chrome metal frame, they do have a black metal frame. And there are a couple different options as far as what their cushion looks like. But that ISO grip is proven to be the most comfortable 
just because of the profile of the rubber that's in between your metal parts uh-huh. on your grip. If you've ever seen this grip, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And most people have seen it. They may not have realized it when they're looking yeah, at it, but yeah. next time you see a chrome grip with the rubber pads, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So what a lot of people kind of lose in the fact of grips is a lot of them go for what's it look like. A stock grip, in my opinion, sucks because I don't like the compound of rubber that they used. It typically breaks down under, you know, extreme heats and sweaty hands and things like that. Now, I know a lot of guys run fingerless gloves, whatever, but that's why they kind of suck. So they can pick their nose while they're yeah. going down the road. So, <laughs> so what's cool about the ISO grip is it's got high pads. So what that lets is airflow underneath of your palm. You know what? I never thought about that, but that does do that. That's And that's yes. a nice feature. It keeps your hands from sweating and getting slick. It keeps it, it just keeps a better feel at the grip. Now, with the Avon grips, in my opinion, there's different um, compounds and there's different styles of their rubber part of their grip. They're smooth, there's textured, there's dimpled. And what that is for is to give you a little bit of airflow and a little air break underneath your palms so that they don't get so sweaty and slick and stick. Now, what I absolutely hate, I mean, to a T, if I ever bought one, I'd throw it in the freaking lake, is all metal grips. In my opinion, they are the effing worst. Multiple reasons. They're hot and start. Yeah, they're hot as shit. They are very uncomfortable. They're not forgiving. And they're very slick. Truthfully, you ride in the rain. Well, now that shit's wet and it's slick. If you wear gloves, maybe not so much, but I just don't do that. So that's the reason why. I hate those and I hate the the foam ones. Yeah, just straight foam. Yeah. They're usually, they usually twist a lot. They, I mean, the foam seems comfortable, but usually they're fat. That foam breaks down and starts tearing. It saturates the sweat that just came off your hands. Like, there's so much better grips out there than that. So now, we've established that Kiriakin and Avon. In our opinion. In our opinion, for us, is the way to go. Yes. I would be interested in trying those Avons. I mean, it's been... I've used Kiriakin for many, many years. It's maybe it's time to Avon try makes, something new. Yeah, Avon makes a grip similar to what you have, honestly. And I just I particularly like the Avon brand, truthfully. Yeah. Now do they have the option of the paddle, palm paddle? I believe they do. It's not it's a built on one, so it's not quite adjustable like the Kiriakin, but they do have one like that. Cool. Um, and then there's worth looking into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So moving back. The most, probably one of the most important parts of your motorcycle is the seat. Yeah, buddy. For longevity, for looks, for everything. If you're not comfortable, you're not going to ride. Okay. Now, again, we preface this with this is just our opinion. This may not be based in fact, but they are in fact as far as we're concerned for our particular situation. Who makes the best looking seat on the market? Frick, if you ask me, it's a split between Mustang and Saddleman. Really, I think the best looking seat is Corbin. They are pretty dope looking seats. The most uncomfortable and hideous seat, like sitting on a, a cat of nine tails, <laughs> look it up if you don't know what that is, is it's Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember when if they came. If you're going to ride to the grocery store or to the bike show, Corbin's the way to go. Yeah, because they If you're going to cool. ride for any long distance... Stay the hell away Dude, from Corbin. Dude, they had one called the butt probably crack gonna seat. probably going to get sued by Corbin. That's <laughs> my experience, preface. Yeah. So they had one called a butt crack seat. 
And I've, I've had some of these. Really? Yeah. And I absolutely effing hated it. There's this little seam at the top. It's like a ridge. And it's the idea, I'm assuming, is to hug your butt. You know, get up in that crack a little bit. <laughs> I, oh, I can't say the words that I want to say, but absolutely hated that. It was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I had one that my wife, it had it on the back too. And she hated it. You would think, yeah, I'm not going to go there. But Go ahead, because I'm going to follow up with something on that. Absolutely hated it. It created so many hot points and pressure points, and it seemed to be there was that one little ridge that would always freaking bust your ass and just make it uncomfortable. Yeah. I and My seat uh, is the seat that bike came with when I bought it. happens to be a Mustang seat. Mm. They don't make a solo seat for my bike. So what we did is we hacked the back portion of it off and built it into a... I think a very stylish single seat. You would think it came from the factory. I had him take like a, what amounts to be a melon baller yeah. and carve out a little bit, just a little indent scoop for my tailbone. There you go. It's not too noticeable, but it's enough that it relieves the pressure on my tailbone. And yeah. it's just probably the size of a, I don't know, a, a coin dollar coin. Yeah. And when he put the seat back on and it's smoothed out, you don't really notice it, but man, it makes a big difference. Mustang seats are great yes. for comfort long distance. I would say that the best for me that I've ever tried was a company called the Ultimate Seat. I've seen a handful of those, yeah, yeah. And we're not talking about the most stylish seats around, but as far as if you're long hauling, mm-hmm. that's the one you want to get. They like them, yeah. I've got um, a drag specialty seat on my bagger. and it I've is- never tried one of those. How are they? Particularly this, this whatever model it was, I can't remember what it was. In my opinion, it was the absolute best seat ever made for me. Um, I'm, I'm a 255-pound guy. Like, I'm not light in the grand scheme of some other guys. Maybe I am. But Yeah, you're dealing with a couple of large individuals. I dress out at about 280. Yeah, yeah. So what a lot of people that I have found, and I've, I try to deal with this with my customers, and it's worked out well, is... People see seats and they see a big plush pillion and like big soft foam and I hate it. Okay, Mm -hmm. what happens is it's soft. It breaks down after riding a couple hours and then there's no rebound. People don't realize that there's rebound in foam. Um, And then they see this kind of hard carcass seat, doesn't have a lot of give to it and they're like, oh, I can never ride that. That's what I find is to be the most comfortable because it supports you during your entire ride. It holds up over several hours. Yes. The rebound effect is there. You know, it just, it really suits. A lot of people will see these gel pads or these gel seats. Yes. Don't go that way, folks, because they set, they, you sit on them and they're oh so comfortable, but four or five hours down the road. They're not oh so comfortable. No. So, and I I have a lot of customers. What they do is good company, good brand, whatever. Airhawks. They make these little gel pads that go over the top of your seat. Cool. They leave a little bit of the temperature under your ass. Um, They make it squishy and comfortable. But what I have found about them is you move around a lot. You slide side to side. I have one of those Airhawks when I was doing cross country trips, and it's just a a removable pad. You just throw it on the top of your seat. Straps. Mine isn't the gel kind. Mine actually has air in it, and you can adjust the air. Mm -hmm. And they're little cubes. Yep. That you put on, and it allows for airflow through there. And you sit on this thing, and you think, "Oh, baby." Yeah, mama. Yeah, I'm going to marry you. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is great. And they are great for about an hour. Yeah. yeah. The air doesn't escape or anything because you can adjust the air to your size of a guy. But I just found that after a while, it's no longer comfortable. I mean, it jiggles too much. It swishes. There's no support. Right, right. It's literally sitting on top of ball, like golf balls on top of the seat trying to ride down the road. I've got an Airhawk pad and in in it's collecting dust. <laughs> yeah. So on one of my other motorcycles, because I love the solo look, um, I've got a Mustang. I think they call it a day tripper. It's a low slung seat, harder compound. Again, maybe my ass just likes the harder compounds, but I freaking love that seat. I've put one on my father-in-law's motorcycle. I've got one on one of mine. That's a sharp looking seat too. So yes. So you can get both of them where they're really cool looking. Yes. And comfortable. Yes. That's what I like about Saddleman, but we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. So this one, you can, it comes in black, it comes in brown, it comes in plain, it comes in diamond stitch. There's some other stitching and, and stuff that you could get as well. What I liked about this one is I can run solo and I've bought the matching pillion pad that my wife happens to really like too. And it's not a massive seat. you know. Just, Your wife is not a massive woman. She's very tiny. true. Very true. So it's, you know, don't be so caught up in having to have a large seat or a lot of foam because in my opinion, in my experience, it does not prove to be the best thing out yeah. there. You, what, one of the rules of thumb that you need to think about is if you sit, look at a seat and you sit on it and it squishes and it's soft and comfortable and just really nice, walk away. <laughs> because it's it won't gold. hold up and it won't stay that way. And I don't mean hold up in the long run for years. I mean, it won't hold up after an hour or two of riding. Right. And if you don't ride more than an hour and you love the way it looks... That's whatever fine. your there ass you might go. fit it well Go with Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you really like long haul rides and stuff like that, there's better seats out there. There really are those yeah. big, you know, I love Harley Davidson, but those seats that they come out with factory freaking suck. Well, listen, I, in my experience have never once had a motorcycle that the factory seat was fine with, as yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, which we might be particular, whatever. This no. is this is what everybody's I do. an individual, of yeah. course. Your experience is going to vary. Right. My entire life is built around motorcycles and products and fitting people with what's best for them. So I'll see a larger array of things. Now that Indian that I rode out of your shop one day. Yeah, that a, was a factory seat, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that was a pretty and nice it was seat. Really it was comfortable. really comfortable. Nice. Yeah, that is very true. This is what is cool about Harley. Now, granted, I don't like any other seats. I'll come right out and say it. Any Harley, factory Harley seat, I have never liked. But if you are on a Harley and you want to try it, most all Harley dealerships have what's called their demo seats. They look like shit because they've got demo wrote all over them. I didn't know that, but that's a yeah. pretty good idea. So what you can do is you can go to a dealership and you can go and borrow one of their seats, if you will, ride it around for a couple hours and then take it back swap the seat out for a different one go ride it it really kind of lets you get a feeling for their now that's a clever idea yeah it lets you get a feeling for their seats their options how it fits for you how it doesn't fit for you what you like what you don't like i mean that is really and then cool. they'll hook you up with whatever one you like yeah and then if you like it well then you get to pay the money and buy that seat that doesn't have demo all over it oh that's a shame but it's pretty cool so i mentioned saddleman I really like Saddleman. The rebound I found is pretty good. The style is pretty neat. But that's the reason why I like Saddleman so much is there's a ton of different styles. And they're getting into now, like, for you wheelie guys, they're building seats solely just for you. 
with high backs. They got that old school look. You know, Saddleman's been around a long ass time. And they've done King Queens, you know, One Piece, Solos, Two Ups, Two Up Tours. Like Just about anything you could want. Yeah, there's a lot of options for them. So that's, that's kind of our experience with the seats. So the next big thing that I see is saddlebags. Everybody, Again, this is all personal opinions yeah. and experiences that we've had. Yeah, everybody wants a little storage space, whether you're riding a Sportster or a big touring Harley or Victory or Metric or whatever it is. Saddlebags are important to have. I mean, even if you're just tooling around your neighborhood, right? Uh, I keep in my saddlebag, obviously a toolkit, but rain gear. Yeah, yeah. I have many, and I can't even count how many times left on a sunny day. Before I got home, it was pouring rain. <laughs> For sure. So when you look at saddlebags, the biggest thing that everybody looks at is the price. None of them are cheap. Can be expensive. Yeah, none of them are cheap. None of the good ones are cheap, rather, I should say. Um, now they make a throwover bag where it's literally you just throw it over the top of your back seat and or put it over the fender and then put your seat on. Most of those you really want to run a support bracket to keep the bags from sagging. You have to and flopping and yeah, what exactly. have you. and flying up. People don't understand those throwovers. If you don't tie them down when you're running down the highway, they float like little wings. They're exactly. little ears. Yeah. Now there's a shit ton of styles. We can't get into conchos, no conchos, studded, plain, all that crap. Can't get into it. Okay. It's that strictly comes down to a matter of taste. Yes. I personally don't like the uh, leather type of bags, but. Not for reasons other than I just don't like that style myself. Right. So Harley on their Heritage came out with a, a rather large. You could fit a half helmet in one, half helmet in the other one, and still have some space to pack. So that's another thing is the size of it. You know, all saddlebags come with dimensions. Not all of them are measured the same. So before you buy one, look at the dimensions and then shit, take a tape measure out to your bike and see if you like it. All too often, people go, oh, I'm going to buy this saddlebag, and they throw it on their bike, and it looks like a micro machine on there. Uh-huh. You can't store shit in it. You can't really get much in it other than a wallet. So, And people need to also think about if it's an aftermarket bag, how are you going to mount it? Yes. That matters. I have actually learned from experience that uh, when I first mounted some many, many years ago hard bags on a bike, uh-huh. I made up my own mounting brackets. This will work. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. I lost a bag doing that. Yeah, it's a good idea when you buy these saddlebags. In most aftermarket places where you buy, they recommend the installation kit. And you have, most of the time you have to buy them separate. That's right. That's a shame, but buy it. Yes, definitely do buy it. It makes install easy. It makes longevity easy. It makes usability easy. And they're set up for your particular bike. Yes, very much so. So you bridge the gap from leather bags or leather throwovers to a lockable saddlebag. So there's a lot of options as far as this goes. There's two big companies that I particularly really like. Their fit, their finish, their installation, their usability is really, really good. And those two are Viking bags and leather-like bags. Now the leather-likes, they are just exactly what they say. They're a hard plastic bag that you can lock up, but they're textured to look like leather. So if you like that look of leather, but want the weatherproofing and lockability security-wise of a hard bag, that's a great option. And the other one is leather-like. They have the same option. They're hard-cased bags, so they won't sag. They won't droop. You get mounting hardware with those bags. You can lock them up, so if you're out and about, you can lock your bag up. 
you know, a little bit of security there. Now they come in a painted surface, a raw surface, or a leather finish. And what it is, is it's their plastic wrapped in a leather so that it looks like leather, but it holds up like a hard plastic bag. They're more, I found they're more towards the metric side. Um, even leather-like is more towards the metric side as opposed to the Harleys. Not to say that they don't have them, but they design these bags to fit with the lines of your motorcycle, your struts, all the mounting hardware is spot on. Um, really like the fit and finish of what those bags offer. Yeah. So there's a few things to think about with regards to motorcycle grips, seats, bags, things like that. Factor in what we've uh, taken with a grain of salt has just been our experience Yours may vary, so don't send us hate emails uh, because, first of all, we don't read those. Trash. <laughs> yeah. And so you're wasting your time. But yeah. otherwise, uh, get out there and experiment with some different type of things. that Find out what best works for you. So uh, in the meantime, go to randomthoughtsfromtheroad.com. Sign up for our free giveaway. Think about becoming a, a club member. And also, you want to do something that's really important, and that is keep writing and stay safe on two wheels. So until next time, enjoy life. And like I said, keep riding.